Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Audible is a collection of thousands of audio titles, from audiobooks to podcasts to comedy. So many of us want to read more, but we just don't have the time. But Audible makes it easy by providing downloadable programs that you can listen to in the car, on your way to work, even while you're praying. Yes, you can listen to the audio version of the Bible with Audible and so many other Christian books. You guys, did you know that James Earl Jones did an audio recording of the Bible? Yeah, you can get that on Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash a shower of roses to start your free trial and get a free audiobook today. So you can get that James Earl Jones version of the Bible for free. Yep. That's audibletrial.com slash a shower of roses for your free trial and audiobook. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be reading the readings for November 29th, 2020, which is the first Sunday of Advent in year B of the Roman Catholic Church. Happy New Year, Catholic Church. It is a new liturgical year, this first Sunday of Advent, and so this is now season three of the podcast because this is the third liturgical year that the podcast has been going, which is just crazy. So the first reading this week is from Isaiah chapter 63, verses 16b to 17, 19b, and 64, sorry, chapter 64, verses 2 to 7. You, Lord, are our Father, our Redeemer, you are named forever. Why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways, and harden our hearts, so that we fear you not? Return for the sake of your servants, the tribes of your heritage. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, with the mountains quaking before you. While you wrought awesome deeds we could not hope for, such as they had not heard of from of old. No ear has ever heard, no eye ever seen, any God but you doing such deeds for those who wait for him. Would that you might meet us doing right, that we were mindful of you in our ways. Behold, you are angry and we are sinful. All of us have become like unclean people. All our good deeds are like polluted rags. We have all withered like leaves, and our guilt carries us away like the wind. There is none who calls upon your name, who rouses himself to cling to you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us up to our guilt. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you the potter. We are all the work of your hands. I love this reading from Isaiah 
it's very common to read Isaiah during Advent because, um, you know, he's a prophet and Advent is this time all about, you know, waiting for the Messiah. And that's what the prophets did. They, you know, prophesied about the Messiah to come. I really love that Isaiah is kind of going through this inner wrestling and turmoil and kind of conversation with himself um, when it comes to, you know, God and his will for us. Like, he starts out by saying, Lord, I know that you are my father. You are my redeemer. So why do you let me wander from you? Why do you let us sin? Why do you let us walk away? And then he's kind of wrestling with this idea, like, it's really hard to follow you, Lord, when I can't see you, right? When I don't know you, when I've never seen your face, um, he says, you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us up to our guilt. Um, so it's like, Lord, I want to be faithful to you, but it's so hard to do that when I can't see you and I don't hear your voice and we don't have this, you know, physical relationship like humans have. Um, and he's like, Lord, I know that my sin does not please you, but it's, it's difficult to stay like faithful in these times, um, where we're dealing with temptation. It says all of us have become like unclean people. All of our good deeds are like polluted rags. What vivid imagery that is. And our guilt carries us away like the wind. Um, and yet he ends with this positive note, just as he started by addressing the Lord as father, he ends by addressing you, Lord, are our father. And like the Lord can bring about beautiful things with us. This beautiful image. We are the clay and you the potter. We are all the work of your hands. Like this beautiful reading of Isaiah wrestling with the identity of God and, and our relationship with God in sin. And at the end at the end of all of it, he knows that above all else, the Lord is our father and our designer. He has created us beautifully and that he can do his will through us even while we are, you know, sinful, imperfect human beings. The second reading is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. Brothers and sisters, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always on your account for the grace of God bestowed on you in Christ Jesus, that in him you are enriched in every way, with all discourse and all knowledge, as the testimony to Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will keep you firm to the end irreproachable on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, and by him you were called to fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So much in here that I find beautiful. I think that line that, that Paul says, I give thanks to my God always on your account, is just really nice um, and kind of pleasant that he, you know, looks upon the Corinthians and, you know, maybe just smiles that they are, you know, in his life and that they've, you know, these beautiful things have happened around them. So he says that, um, you know, the, the uh, area of Corinth had kind of accepted Christ. He says the testimony of Christ was confirmed among you. 
it's clear that the graces of the Spirit were poured out upon them, that they were enriched in every way, not lacking any spiritual gift. So clearly Paul saw a huge transformation through the Holy Spirit of these people that had accepted Christ. And he's just like overjoyed by that. Um, I really love this verse. He will keep you firm to the end. How beautiful is that? And that this next verse, God is faithful. That relieves a lot of my stress and, uh, you know, anxiety. If anytime we have anxiety about maybe not the end of the world, but even just like the next day, how beautiful is this line that God is faithful and he will keep us firm to the end. I just find that very, very reassuring. The gospel this week is from Mark chapter 13, verses 33 to 37. Jesus said to his disciples, be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore, you do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow, or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. So it's very common to hear these themes of watchfulness and alertness, stay awake during this time of Advent, because, um, you know, Christ is going to, that's what we're celebrating, Christ being born. But Advent's really a time to prepare for Christ to be reborn, you know, in our hearts. It's a time for us to renew our relationship with him. And so really to prepare for, for our relationship with him to change, you know. Um, and so these readings that have to do with being alert, being watchful, um, they have to do with usually, you know, the end of times and how we need to be prepared for that. And um, that kind of goes back to this this first reading, um, you know, when it talks about repentance. I think that's really the theme of Advent, and what, that's why it's so important to go to confession during Advent because, you know, we just want to have a clean heart, spirit, mind, soul to allow Christ to be born in our in our souls and in our hearts again. Um so I've said this before and I'll say it again, like we need to be ready at any moment for our death and, and for the end of times. Um, because who knows when that is. And honestly, there's so much craziness going on in the world. It could be soon. It could be in a billion years. Um, who knows? But it doesn't matter. We need to be prepared for either the end of the world or, or our death, whichever comes first at all times. You know, we never know each day is, we know that each day is a gift we, and tomorrow is not a guarantee. And by the grace of God, you know, all of us are, are living and breathing and we wake up every morning. What a gift. But that doesn't happen for everyone. And so we need to get in the habit of really examining our conscience at the end of every day. And if you don't do the examine before bed, it's a really, really good um, habit to get into. The, you can just look up the Ignatian examine. It's just a few steps that you go through in your day and, and really think about like, have I, have I done the best I could do today? Am I in a state of mortal sin? And if so, I need to get to confession ASAP because that could, um, interrupt my, uh, 
you know, salvation. And if I die tonight, like, am I assured that I'm not going to hell? Am I assured that, um, you know, that I am in friendship and right relationship with God? So Advent is a really, really good time to examine that. So my challenge for you this week, as it has been before, and I know I talk about confession all the time, but make sure you go to confession during this time of Advent. Go now, go at the end, but make sure you have a plan. Look up when your parish is offering a penance service or a a parish near you, or just make an appointment with your priest. It's a really good time to do that. Um, And priests love getting that one-on-one time um, outside of their regularly scheduled, you know, Saturday confession. Um, It's just a really good habit to get into. So that is my challenge for you for the week. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out a showerofrosespodcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week. Carry your word as you can.